special guests on off and on but this one's super special to me it's super close to my heart we're gonna call this a a duo episode or a bono bono episode bonus episode we're gonna launch this on both for oddity files and we're gonna put it up on the miss murder podcast as well that you guys are not sick of hearing about because i need more people to subscribe and rate and review so i'm just putting that out there that's your guilt But I have my dear friend, Heather Rage, with me. Heather, say hello. Hello. And Heather is actually a longtime listener. It's it's how we kept in touch. Well, how she kept in touch, because I wasn't listening to her podcast until we made one. But (laughs) (laughs) she has listened to the show, and she's she's not nervous at all. And I'm just going to put that out there. So, Heather, say hello to everybody. Hi, guys. I am thankful for being on Oddity Files. And like Kitsy said, been a listener for a while. And we were actually able to bond over not just true crime, but paranormal as well. And all the weird stuff. Yep, because weird is the new cool. Weird is the new cool. (laughs) (laughs) But you guys are listening to Oddity Files, the the podcast, podcast. and Miss Murder, the The podcast. No, that's not even a thing. (laughs) (laughs) We can make it a thing. Yes, in this duo episode. So we're going to bring the paranormal, wrap it up with a nice little true crime bow and we just thought it'd be something fun for y'all and yes i am shamelessly plugging miss murder is what i'm doing to all y'all oddity files listeners and all y'all miss murder listeners i am plugging oddity files because i am that bitch that bitch but hey (laughs) you get a two for one special right now and you can download both Absolutely. But I, since this is an actual Oddity Files episode and Miss Murder episode, I'm going to give out all the Oddity Files social sites. Heather, do you have the Miss Murder social sites handy? I should. Just give me one. Okay. I'll start rattling off my thing and I'll just point to you and it's your time. So, guys, are you following us on all the stuff and all the things? Well, you should be. We are at Oddity Files on Instagram and Twitter. Just search Oddity Files on Facebook and you'll bring up our Facebook page. We have a super kind of sort of secret group called Oddity Files Fan Group. Again, you know, I'm so creative. But you just click that join button and I will let you in for all the fun memes, all the crazy paranormal stories that people are posting in there. We always have our contest going, our rate, review, and subscribe contest. If you rate 
and review us on any of those sites like Apple Podcasts, IMDb, or Amazon Prime, and you screenshot it and you send it into oddityfilescrew.com, we do have a monthly contest where we give away some Oddity Files swag. Heather, we need to work on a Miss Murder contest and some Miss Murder swag. We really do. All the blood. Yeah. All of it. And we have a Patreon page for Oddity Files. I know times are a little tough right now, and I appreciate everybody who's sticking with us on our Patreon page. It's uh, patreon.com slash oddityfiles. And there's all kinds of exclusive content on there. This video will be on there because Heather is in Texas, I'm in Indiana, and we are recording this via Zoom. So uh, we appreciate the Oddity Files producers who are... Doug Maldenlock, Ryan Hoke, and Donald Blanchflower. We appreciate all of you guys so much. So, Heather, did you find our Miss Murder stuff? I did. So, for Miss Murder, we do have a Twitter and Instagram. That's going to be Miss Murder underscore pod for both of those socials. And then our Facebook, awesome. we have Miss M Podcast because Facebook hates the word murder. Hates it. We also do have, thanks to Kitsy, our Miss Murder fan page, right? Oh my gosh, I was just pulling that up. Yes, and it is called Miss Murder, which I could put the word murder into that one, True Crime Female Killers. So if you just search in groups for Miss Murder, you should be able to find it. You should be able to pull up all the stuff. And then last, we have our email at missmurderpodcast at gmail.com. Dot com. And there you have it. Woo! All the stuff and all the motherfucking things. And we also, Oddity Files, by we, I mean, Oddity, me, Oddity Files, we have um, a show on Amazon Prime where I hunt ghosts and I get their stories and some of them even have true crime twists so I'm just putting that out there but check it out on Amazon Prime Um, I did notice this week that YouTube now sells episodes of things so I'm going to have to look into that and see if I can get uh, season 1, 2, and 3 from Prime onto YouTube as well that would be amazing I know that um, for all of you listeners, Miss Murder Patreon and YouTube page is currently in the works, so stay tuned and we will let you know when we have that going. Yeah, I gotta add that to my list of things to do. Shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so since we're doing the mashup, since we're on Oddity Files, I gotta ask you, Heather, anything creepy going on in your life? Anything haunted, cryptid, otherworldly? So it's funny you say that. Um, Mm. So I remember several episodes ago, you were talking about our new house and and then I was telling you about the, you know, the creepy factors of how I'll wake up and there'll be random lights on that, you know, like, why would they be on and, and, and stuff like that. And so, um, I didn't, I didn't tell Alex this. He's currently recording Uh his podcast, so I'm good. He can't hear me. Um, and so... I was, it was after we put the kids to bed and and Alex went to sleep. I was doing dishes or something like that. I was about to go to bed and Apollo was in the kids room and he was trying to, trying to get out. 
And so Apollo is her adorable, cute little brindle friend. My little baby. And um, and the kids were asleep, sound asleep. They've been asleep for a while. And Apollo, whenever I cracked open the door, he he gets up from his bed and starts leaving. And whenever he does that, I hear this small, like childlike voice, and it goes, "No, Apollo, don't go." And so <gasps> I know I was I was I after I heard that I walked into the room because it sound I thought it was Ethan, you know. Yeah, or the boy. That was going to be my first question to debunk it. Was it were the kids away? No, but go and, ahead. and so and I I looked. You know, I was I I was looking at their faces with the with the dim lighting, and I was trying to see like, you know, were they waking up? You know, like yeah, lifting the arm and doing the drop, whatever, to see if you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. seeing if they were. I mean, that's all you can do without going. Hey guys, are you awake? <laughs> right. And so I I did that and. And they were sound asleep. And so I was no. mind boggled about what is this voice that I'm hearing? And then, and, you know, whenever I, you know, apparently this is going to be between the listeners and, and stuff and like us. that. Yes. And yeah. Uh, yeah, just us. But whenever I stay yeah. the night upstairs, whether it's late at night or whether I'm upstairs and it's super early in the morning, I, I'm a light sleeper, and so I keep thinking I'm hearing either the kids awake or some sort of, you know, voices. And so that's my creepy little thing. And it, it okay. you know, it wasn't a big deal because I th- the kids talk in their sleep and stuff like that. But after yeah. this last situation of they were completely asleep and, you know, the fact that they, you know, it really wasn't them because how are they going to be telling Apollo not to leave the room dead right. asleep? You know, I and that's was just not something like, they would do anyway. Yeah, and so I I don't know what it is and I, you know, until something else happens, I will keep you posted, Kitsy. <laughs> yes. You so I would look into the land around your house first and foremost. I mean, if it is a child spirit, it would have learned your dog's name by now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Well, and hmm. he, even when the kids are not there, because he usually goes upstairs to sleep or he'll sleep on the side of our beds. But sometimes when the kids aren't there, he'll sleep in his bed in between the kids' beds when they're not there in his bed. So, really? Which is weird because usually he he doesn't do that. He likes going upstairs where it's warmer or he, he loves sleeping where either he's comfortable, which is upstairs or with, you know, in the same room as me and Alex, if the kids aren't there. And so for him to sleep oh, wow. in there, you know, that's why I was like, what is going on? And so, um, so yeah, huh. I'm doing like a little bit of an investigation and seeing what yeah, all happens. Do you need me to send some sage? <laughs> Sad to say that I've been using my sage essential oils to diffuse in my house. Perfect. Not the same. Perfect. Not the same, but it's close enough. <laughs> but I mean, if we're not telling Alex, you can't walk around the house going, "Okay, any unwanted energies, you must leave now." You know? <laughs> Babe, I need you to go run an errand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. Um. I don't have any paranormal in the news because I fucking forgot about it. I am so sorry. Um, yeah. Well, I did see, 
I don't know. It was, mind you, it was CNN, so you never know. But something about they were releasing info on aliens and the UFO or something like that. I don't know if you covered that. You know what? I have not. I kind of covered it on Friday, but I'm going to pull it up here real quick. So let me just figure this out real quick. Um, You know what? I didn't cover it on Oddity Files. I was on Kind of Nerdy Girls. I can't keep my podcast straight. Again, I'm going (laughs) to cut all this out. But, okay... So, you know what? I did remember this. NASA scientists have detected a parallel universe next to ours where time runs backwards. What? NASA. No. So, here's my plan. I'm going to go to the other universe where I'm aging in reverse and then have the younger person of me come here and then once I start to age here, I'm going to switch it back up and, you know, just keep going back and forth. And I will save so much money on Botox and facial creams. Oh, my goodness. I'm, like, imagining it's like everlasting life. No one has to die. Right? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. Now, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I didn't read the article because the thought of all that science terrifies me. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the headline. Who who was it written by? Let's see. Was it a reputable source? Well, dailystar.co.uk sometimes has some shite articles. Mm. So it could be real. It might not be. I don't even know the guy. It's all allegedly. But if I can find a way to save money on Botox, I am dead. Especially in these trying economical times. Oh, my goodness. So trying. (laughs) I have a hair appointment tomorrow, and I'm kind of nervous. Not that salons are open. I got my nails done today. No way. If you look at I'm mine. I'm so excited. They're all sad. My I have a band-aid oh. on this finger, too. <laughs> I did. When I went, I wore that mask you made, Chris. You it did? It was amazing. I have fabric coming in for you. It's and I barely shipping. <laughs> oh, you want one like his, but different color? Just like Chris's. If we could, If we could do it with... Do you have purple stitching? I have purple stitching. I definitely I w- do. I love his. Okay. It's perfect. I love it so much. And you just let me know where to PayPal you the money. I will I will get you your mask. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I'm so excited. It's just the ones that wrap around your ears. I have an abnormally large head. Mm-hmm. Not even for a woman. I mean, and my head is bigger than my husband's. And my husband is six foot four. <laughs> So anytime I wear a hat, I get a headache, but it was pulling so hard on my ears. And I love the one I have. Tracy Gurney made it and it's, it's got witch hats and, and cauldrons and all the spooky stuff on it. But yours was so comfortable. So yes, please. Thank you. Yes. I I will gladly get you one. For sure. (laughs) Oh, okay. Should I tell you a story? Yes. I would love to hear a story. Okay. Ghost campfire story. Guys, have you heard of diedinhouse.com? This is pretty much the coolest thing ever. Ever feel like somebody's watching you in your house and you don't know why and you're the only one in the house? Did you know real estate brokers are not obliged to tell you if someone died in the house unless you ask? Yep, I found that one out the hard way. I mean, it's certainly not a checkbox on a Zillow site, now is it? 
So are you looking at houses and don't want to move into a murder house? I mean, I do, but I understand that it's not for everyone. Well, now you can find out who died in your house or any house for that matter, and usually what the cause of death was as well. And we have a way for you to save money when you do. Of course we do. Check out diedinhouse.com. Save 10% by using promo code OddityFiles, one word, no spaces, before buying or renting a home. Get informed about everything. Use diedinhouse.com to learn the house history. Again, head to diedinhouse.com and enter promo code OddityFiles, one word, at checkout, and you'll save 10%. So I thought it would be fitting, since this show is kind of, but not really, absolutely about promoting Heather's and my new podcast, Miss Murder. I'm just going to say that again. Because I'm that bitch. <laughs> I researched for ghosts that were murdered by women. Because in case you didn't know, Miss Murder is all about female killers. It's not those creepy guys that kill for absolutely no re- reason. These are heartless, terrifying women that kill. Yes. So, well, I mean, these women might go along the random route, but... You know. Anyway, so I searched for ghosts that were murdered by women, and I came across a pretty riveting, yet not so much talked about, ghost of Robert Elliot, and that story goes a little something like this. On the evening of August 23rd, 1662, in the small village of Great Driffield in Yorkshire, England, Isabel Bennington sat by her fire in her home, enjoying her evening and doing whatever the heck it is people did in the 1600s. I'm assuming it went down like this. Oh, this is such a lovely fire. Gosh, I wish I had Wi-Fi. Yeah? Yeah. Sounds about right. (laughs) And as she was daydreaming while gazing into the fire in her new home, she happened to look up and see a young, blonde-haired man in a green suit. Just standing there he thought maybe nope she thought maybe it was some guy off the street who wandered in looking for a place to stay i mean didn't people lock their doors back then apparently not i have never appreciated my ring cameras more than i did when i was reading this story okay so then the man starts to walk silently toward her And it takes this to make her freak out. First of all, she's like, oh, just ran in my house. I wonder what he wants. And then he starts walking toward her. And she's like, I read in one of the things, it was like, she said, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, tell me why you're here. I'm sure it was a lovely accent and sounded more Shakespearean. I just, I don't understand why she didn't freak out. But, you know... (laughs) Maybe I mean, it happened on a normal. I lose my shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Okay, so, like I said, Isabel finally demands to know who he is. And as the man starts to walk closer to her, I mean, he doesn't stop because she's scared. Anyway, she's now really realizing that the man is actually a spirit and there's just something off about him. Said spirit walks closer to her and tells her that he's wandered this home for 14 years and was condemned to walk it for another seven. And he went on to explain that he would not hurt her. Okay, I'm down for this guy now. He's, he's a ghostly communicator. That's my jam. She gets a story time. 
Uh, exactly. <laughs> but that was it for their conversation. Oh. Hey, I'm I'm here. I'm stuck here. Um, I'm not going to hurt you. And the next night he showed up again. But this time, I guess his communication button was turned off. He didn't say anything that time. So Isabel had only been living in the house for three months. And as one does in a new house, she did some renovations in the home. I'm assuming it went down like that. There were no lows, but, you know, you'd go take a twig off a tree to fix something. (laughs) Uh, At one point, she decided to fix a dip in the floor. She pulled up the floor and found a disturbed mound of dirt underneath the floorboards. Isabel, I'm sure, going is excited because she thinks she's going to find some money or some fabulous jewels. She digs up the mound only to find human bones. Her favorite. I'm just kidding. Ain't my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and not long after this is when the spirit in the green suit starts to visit her. So, I mean, one would assume that those bones equal spirit in the green suit. No DNA tests in 1600s, unless we're time traveling. Your parallel universe. That's our time traveling. (laughs) (laughs) So, three days after his last visit, when he was, you know, Mr. Stoic and Silent, the spirit shows up again, and he tells Isabel that his name is Robert Elliot. And said he was an apprentice, apprentice of what I was not able to find, so I have no freaking idea. (laughs) Um, He was traveling on business when he stayed at what was now Isabel's home. He was robbed and murdered in his sleep by a woman while two women watched 14 years earlier. Wow. So, and every bit of this happened in the house Isabel and her husband now call home. He puts Isabel in charge of seeking justice for his murder, and Isabel was up for the job. She headed the very next day to the local authorities. I mean, what else did she have going on? Fire gazing? So, it would get a little old after a while. So, you know, (laughs) crime solving, (laughs) that sounds like a party. With the story and the bones to match, this led the local magistrate... Thomas Crompton to believe her tale. Yay! And he was intrigued by her report and asked her to, the next time she sees Mr. Elliot, to ask him the names of the women who killed him. And Mr. Elliot came through, giving the names of the women and where they were currently living, which I truly hope means he was able to haunt their asses in the homes they are living in now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how hauntings work, but if he knows where they live, I'm assuming he's been there. A ghost stalker. Yes. For vengeance. Well, you know, you murder somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're allowed to stalk some bitch. <laughs> he went on to tell Isabel that his employer had sent him to find the women and collect a debt that they owed his boss. So maybe mafia apprentice, gambling den apprentice, or banking apprentice. I'm still not sure what kind of apprentice he was. It's up for grabs. Isabel was happy to go back to the JP, which is what the police department was called. It was the Justice of the Peace, and they just called it the JP, (laughs) and tell her findings to anyone who would listen. And listen, they did. Sadly, the case never really went beyond the telling of the tale. 
people were brought in and questioned, but it never really went beyond that, even though other informants had written in as well with the same information. I don't understand how the law worked back then. I mean, I'm just Jack the Ripper, I'm just saying. (laughs) But this isn't the end of the story by any means. The true crime obsession was alive and well back in the 17th century. And instead of podcasts and murder networks or true crime novels, there were pamphlets that I'm sure the locals bought up as quickly as they could be printed. And the ghosts were what everybody was talking about at the time as well. And it was said that this was the golden age of British ghosts. As you can imagine, our Miss Isabel became a celebrity of sorts. And it kind of mirrors what we've got going on today. I can only imagine that Isabel would be deciding between the ID network or the travel channel instead of gazing into her fire. <laughs> but at the time <laughs> But at the time you could read the eight page pamphlet called A Strange and Wonderful Discovery of a Horrid and Cruel Murther. Yes, I said Murther. I'm really glad that didn't stick. Yeah, Murther is not as Menacing. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, I kind of want a story like this to happen now, and whoever the ghost goes to will be my new favorite celebrity. I'm not going to lie. I'm telling you, this parallel universe you talked about needs to happen. Girl, I think you're on to something. So it's also said that Mr. Elliot, you know, our, our green-suited ghost, also told her of a plot to kill Charles II. He was just restored to his throne less than two years earlier, and Isabel recounted the accusations told by her what I'm assuming is her ghostly bestie at this point, and the names and the positions they held Elliot had given her matched up to the men that were already working in the king's household. Nothing was done. Nothing ended up happening to the king at the hands of these two men. What the heck robert one crime solved is never enough i feel you robert is mr elliot i probably should have put mr (laughs) so there you have it kids the story of the haunting of isabel bennington and this was a really fucking tough story to research there's not a lot of information about a haunting in the 1600s for real you know it's funny that you talked about the uh the pamphlets because i feel like that's something that barely now that technology made its way like even in the 1980s like pamphlets were the thing weren't they other than newspapers i don't i I don't think so well i will say i mean my grandma had all the harlequin romance novels they were pretty small you know, well, I was doing research on a, a female killer, and it was in the 1980s, and traveling preachers would hand out pamphlets on oh, serial yes. killers and stuff that like makes that. Sense. And so, maybe a different that kind of pamphlet, sense. but, you know, maybe those are like the door-to-door traveling. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should bring pamphlets back, Heather. <laughs> I'm telling like, it seems like that's where history is. It was all typewriters and pamphlets and these wonderful archives that would be awesome to go through. Oh, my goodness. Microfiche. I'm sure that's way before your time, but that was a thing, and it was fucking magical. (laughs) (laughs) But I do thank God for the internet. Okay, let me shout out 
to the stuff and the things. I actually had to go in and read people's college theses in order to write this story. So thanks, COVID, for making all that stuff free right now. My wingmen are Todd Butler from the Journal of British Studies. And thanks, Saja Blazin from Cambridge Scholars Publishing and Amanda Jane McKeever from the University of Sussex. But I felt it so fitting to find a ghost story of a ghost that was killed slash murdered by a woman. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. With two watches. So there you go. There's my story. I guess it was a little longer. I was a little worried it was going to be super short. I think it's because I'm, I'm used to writing like huge stories for us when we podcast because mm-hmm. there's so much information about these murders. So it wasn't so bad. But I... I'm super stoked. I've heard so many stories about murders from you. I'm sure this has a little murder in it. I'm not sure. I'm just guessing. But tell me your ghost story, Heather. Or paranormal. I feel like I should have gotten more cool paranormal stuff in there, but we'll we'll see. No. Again, it's, it's, a, it's a twofer, so I felt like it was... I covered the ghosts. Time. You go, You go murder, girl. That's my jam. Okay, so... This week is a treat for everyone, for you Oddity File listeners, um, because you get to hear my semi-noob self. Uh, Thank you, Kitsy, for getting me over this little hump of nervousness. Um, You're killing it. (laughs) I get to grace you all with a story, which you may or may not have heard of. So, tell me. Have you heard of It Is a Serial Killer? And I know that, you know, not all our killers are serial killers, but this one is a serial killer, and it's none other than Dorothea Puente. Have you heard of her? Oh, yes. This is good, and it's got all the paranormal. Bring it, girl. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So you're going to... You can definitely interject and add as much as you can, and... I was like, I've, you know, I've heard bits and pieces of her story before and researching it all was very, very interesting. And so... Oh, very cool. Most of you... I only know what the Ghost Adventures told me, so... I was going to say, because I watched the Ghost Adventures episode, you know, (laughs) to help me with this as well. So interject all you want, because I didn't get to finish the episode, because I had to... I don't remember. I'm Alzheimer's years old. Okay, well, this will be fun for both of us then. (laughs) And the listeners. And the listeners. (laughs) And I was like, so if you guys have heard of it, you can pretend just for me, just for me, and and listen, or, you know, you can skip the story and give us five stars on both our podcasts anyways. Um, Yes, but no, listen, because this is going to be good. This is a good story. (laughs) Okay, so Dorothea Puente, uh, she ran a boarding house. And I was going to say bed and breakfast. Um, so Same thing. <laughs> a B&B. Just no breakfast. Going back a little bit, she had two alcoholic parents. Her mom was a prostitute. Dad tried to attempt awesome. suicide in front of her. And so you could say she had a crazy life growing up. So Yes. Yes. Her dad later died of tuberculosis. And then her mom oh. died in a car accident a year after that. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So fairly, you know, close in death. She was still really young. And so Dorothea was then sent to an orphanage. And at that orphanage, she was sexually abused. 
So this poor Ugh. girl did not get a break at all whatsoever. No. She had a lot of different marriages and so many different kids. Um, she had, you know, two daughters and she sent one to her relatives, the other one up for adoption. And then she wound up miscarrying with her second husband. And then, you know, uh. she got sent to jail for forging checks and she was paroled for half a year. And then oh. as soon as she got out of jail, she got pregnant by a man she barely even knew and placed that girl up for adoption and then married again. And it, that this was, the I guess, it. looking at timelines, it seemed like it was the longest one because it lasted for 14 years. And then... Oh, wow. Yeah. And then after that, she was arrested... Um, she was arrested for three months because she owned and managed a brothel, and you know she's got all the bases covered. She I'm just saying she really does. And whenever she was released, she was right back in jail again for vagrancy. Just like I'm, you know, vagrancy. Wow! Like seriously, yeah, it seems know. like they were trying to target her. So. I mean, it doesn't sound like she was living the most respectful life either. No. However, <laughs> she had a pretty tragic childhood. Not that I'm making excuses for her, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, poor girl. I was like, she just needs, because her name was Dorothy. I was like, she just needs to follow the yellow brick road. You know? <laughs> oh, there's no place like home. There's no but place my parents like home. are dead. <laughs> Sorry, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> So, once she was released from jail after that, she decided, you know, going to get a serious job. And so, she worked as a nurse's aide for a while, and it was to tend to elders and disabled, you know, disabled people in private homes. And so, then after that, she started managing her boarding houses, which thus, you know, brings us to our time. In 1966... After she divorced her Roberto Puente, how, that's how she got her, her last name. She was in Mexico okay. City. It only lasted a couple years. And then that was whenever she was able to take over the three-story, 16-bedroom care home, which is what she made into the boarding home. After her divorce, because she got married and divorced again, she was back at the bars. And so Dorothea was... At local bars on the hunt for men who received benefits. So then, you know, from there, she was starting her forgery to steal money and basically committed fraud. What's known as fraud. Yeah. This is the Dorothea I know. Yes. And so according to our wonderful Wikipedia, it was 34 counts of treasury fraud. So she uh, definitely got around with money if it wasn't the men. She had a lot of marriages and lots um, I didn't even say how many she had. It was just so long going through it. Oh, so I'm sure. going forward, you know, enough about her personal life. You know, it's time. It's like let's get to this juicy stuff. So yes, yes. <laughs> Dorothea at the boarding house. Um, so you could say with the different tenants that live there, she had very mixed reviews. Like if it were a Yelp advertisement, you know, you couldn't tell if it was a three star or a five star with, or a one star (laughs) with all of these different reviews. And so, (laughs) 
And so this is when the Ghost Adventures episode did come in handy because I wanted to see, okay, what did this boarding house look like? And so mm-hmm. after seeing it, it was super bizarre. So she had signs that say, keep out from under the grass. And, you know, she had mannequins and mascots and statues all over. She had a replica mannequin of her at the door. And I was like, are you serious? Like, how creepy is that? Especially late at yeah. night when you're going up those steps. Just yeah. imagine running into that. And so no, hell no. I was like, it's just beyond creepy, especially at night. So some of the tenants would complain saying that she was stingy. She would refuse to give money back or give them their mail. And, you know, other boarders would say that she went above and beyond, made them feel at home, cooked them meals. And so I was like, okay, so my quote of bed and breakfast could have been correct i guess and so for the people she liked for the people yeah (laughs) for the people she apparently liked so again it was three stories and it looked like it was either the ground floor or the basement um it when she started renting out that space is whenever she started her murders and so yes so in 1982 a 61 year old began living with her but then died of an overdose of codeine and acetaminophen and i was like acetaminophen is like okay. ibuprofen right it's i think it's tylenol so tylenol with codeine right. yeah yeah which is a, a super duper painkiller that's not like an opiate right and and yeah you know i'm sure that's definitely not good on your no on your you know your organs or system and so whenever she died of that dorothea told police that it was probably due to her husband being terminally ill which then they put the cause of death as suicide and so oh okay okay mm -hmm. so dorothea had it down pat she murdered elders and mentally disabled who boarded with her so she can take their social security checks and cash them in so obviously and she just like she wouldn't tell people they would die right and these checks would just keep rolling it oh yeah yeah she wouldn't yeah. at all you know they they would disappear quote quote air quote yeah. since you listeners yeah. can't see me so <laughs> obviously you know her motives for killing tenants were for finances and um again according to wikipedia she had an income of five thousand dollars per month with these checks and stuff like that. Not doing so bad, no, yeah, is she? no, no. Um, and according to Ghost Adventures, they were saying that with this money, she was giving herself, she was purchasing a facelift for her. And I was like, Oh, what? okay, I can get behind that. What? <laughs> Turns out her go-to for murder was Dalmain, which is a poison that can paralyze their victims. And so they can be totally immobile either you know if taken with alcohol or whatever it could cause their heart to stop and die you know like depending if you mix it or not so like legit poison oh yeah it's <laughs> legit poison and so um some other article said that she would give some of her tenants sleeping drugs and then suffocate them in their sleep and i was like ah, no this you know this old lady I'm sure she she looked small and fragile, especially 
when she was older and in jail. And so it was... If it I was, remember right, she had like those big old like 1980s yes, glasses. The glasses. They were like goggles. Yes. Oh my goodness, yes. And and her, the last photo they had of her when she was uh, in court, she looked so tiny and skeletal-like and... Super I was frail, like, yeah. And... Didn't they claim she would drag the bodies like yes. outside by herself? Yes. And so, you know, it was hard for me to believe the fact that one, she can, you know, suffocate someone if she just. And I was like, ah, oh, but you know, I took med t- nighttime meds before, and so I was like, that shit yeah, knocks you on your ass. It. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, eh, so sure. this suffocating makes sense, but for yes, for her to drag those bodies to, you know. They, they call it the death room where she prepared these bodies, you know. When, that is fucking fancy. I'm going to rename my podcast dungeon. No, I won't. Death room. That's terrible. I'm sure people <laughs> think I'm killing people. Be like, she has a podcast. <laughs> Investigators will be at your door within yeah. minutes. Or you're in Indiana, so it might yeah, take them a In the bit. middle of nowhere, Indiana. It might take two hours. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> and so, yeah, I was just mind blown. I'm like, how the hell did she drag all these bodies? by herself right and so there was i was looking at another um investigation and they were they thought that she had help from a man um drag these bodies to the room and i couldn't find anything else on it so i was just like i will never know so the lead detective um sergeant john cabrera he went to investigate and they started digging to find any bodies And so, you know, Cabrera himself said that as he was digging, you know, they found cloth and then leathery material, which they found out later from the pathologist was human. Yeah, it was, it was skin. That's too much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. That's fabulous. I was like, I'll, (laughs) I'll dry it up and gross. Yeah. And so when he. Somebody was was in the tanning bed too long. (laughs) So when he when he was digging, you know, he thought he hit a tree root, and so when he went to pull it out, what he thought was a root instead was the femur bone, and so could you imagine? Like, imagine pulling that out, struggling, and then as soon as you get it out, you're just like, "Holy hell, what what oh, the fuck? fuck. <laughs> We've got her, boys!" <laughs> and so after that, you know, they they wound up uncovering. I believe it was six bodies or seven of them from her yard. Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah. And so they they went to the death room and because of Cabrera, you know, he was he said that when they pulled back the carpet, they saw the stains and smelled the odors instantly of all the bodily fluids and what whenever I was watching another investigation, it is now a master bedroom. And so I was like, what? The death room? The death room is now a master bedroom. Oh, those people are fucked up. <laughs> right? I don't know that I could make a master bedroom. I mean, we're talking about me. Make a master bedroom out of a death room. Right? And I was like, did they? No. They had to have known. They had to have known. <laughs> because the people who live there now, according to the Ghost Ventures, they're actually the ones that put out the mannequin and the signs just kind of playing light on what had actually happened at the house. Well, I was going to say, I saw that they added more because the investigation that I saw after the Ghost Adventures one 
they added like a Superman. They added a gnome oh, yeah. and stuff like that. And so, I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe they did add the other stuff. I, I, I don't know. I I'm not 100 percent sure. I just either, know that they I mean, said that they know there yeah. it was just crazy. And if any of you listeners know, I would like to know because. I only watch like Oddity two Files or three. Crew at gmail.com <laughs> or Miss Murder Podcast at, at gmail.com. So, yeah, I watched like three different interviews and, you know, one was at a later time, one was at an earlier time. It just seems like they keep adding. So, they're kind of weird, the yeah. people that live there now. But, like, in the weird is, a, uh, is the new cool kind of weird. So, I get what they're doing. I still don't know if I could make the the murder room my master I just don't didn't know. understand that at all because so you know so ghost adventures showed the clip of an investigator saying that you know the neighbor let Dorothea borrow like the electric circular saw or whatever yeah. and and because they found a body without hands feet and a head and so they were like oh, okay well if this doesn't confirm it then I don't know what will so. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, God, I'm never letting Dorothea borrow t- power tools ever again. No lawnmower, no hedge clippers, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> no head trimmers. Oh, I mean hedge trimmers. <laughs> so, yeah, so Dorothea had nine confirmed murders and buried seven, seven of them in her yard. And so she was dubbed the name the Death House Landlady, um, which sounds so badass in a way. I don't know yeah, why, um, but yeah. reading Death House Landlady, that's pretty cool. So, yes. So, when the new owners moved into her house, they said that the negative energy seemed to be drifting away. You know, they were adding... It, again, whenever I saw the other, um, not the Ghost Adventures one, I don't want to say the name of it only because I couldn't handle one of the ladies there because... I, I was just like, I can't tell. Was she that annoying? Yes. Yes. Like Say it. Say it. it I might cut it out later, but I doubt it. Fuck uh, it. This is our this is my podcast. Fuck it. Say what you want. Let me see if I can find it. I purposely Because I want to watch it now. I was getting annoyed with her so much. Um, let's see. It was Oh, their I know their company name was Spirit. Like, it was S period, P period, I period. Oh. I'll have to send it to you. Yeah. It's no big deal. I can probably search for if it's Spirit and it's Dorothea Puentes. I'm sure I can find it. It's it's on my my desktop. Oh, gotcha. I do all my research and stuff on there. See, I do my research on my laptop and then I do this on my iMac so that's funny complete opposite opposite because I was just like I like my big screen I like my speakers and so that's why well I usually do my research especially for Miss Murder sitting on my couch watching ID Network so (laughs) so it's sad because whenever I research for Miss Murder I'm usually watching as silly as this sounds I'm usually watching a wedding a wedding TV show and researching murder. So, it's like best of both worlds. Okay. 
Whatever floats your boat, baby girl. I love it. Is it the Disney weddings? Yes, it is. <laughs> Disney, wonderful Disney weddings. And I have Murderpedia. And, you know, like I'll have clips of all these deaths and stuff like that running on my on my computer. So, again, I love it. best of both worlds. <laughs> so, Dorothea. Dorothea. Back to Dorothea. Sorry, I digress. <laughs> um... So, yes, they added more stuff, you know, to, like, all the superheroes and stuff like that to make that negative energy go away. And then they said that when she died in, you know, March 2011, um, by the way, she was 82 when she died. She lived a lengthful life. Yes. Um, Yeah. They say that the house, you know, wound up growing into a dark state again because of her death. Hence, hello, Dorothea, back at the house. And so, yes, exactly. And that's the ghost adventures when they had investigated it. Yeah. You know, that little connect camera, like um, what we use, where it's like the, uh, it throws all the dots out and then it has the stick figures. Mm-hmm. Like you can pick see spirits that you can't see with the naked eye. They actually think they caught Dorothea see, hiding in a closet from them. I didn't yeah. get to see that It's part. actually a really good episode. Yeah. I, I, I really wanted to finish it. it. And that's what happens when you watch stuff right before a meal. So oh, um, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> so they, you know, the different the different crews of the investigations I watched, they all, you know, interviewed Peggy Holmes who lived on the ground level where all the victims were staying and, you know, where you know i was gonna say where they were killed and so peggy said that you know as soon as she moved in she could smell death and like that old blood smell yeah yeah and so her story that you know she's told in all these different investigations is that yeah so peggy stated that when she saw her she had this smile on her face now imagine a spirit it goes smiling at you because and especially a murderous spirit smiling at Mm -hmm. you like am i next and so peggy said that she just smiled at her she didn't you know this this smile didn't reach her eyes and it was just her mouth and so i can imagine that that smile was a frightening smile and yes. all I'm imagining is just this huge, like, smile of, like, yeah. I'm coming for you or something like that. I don't know how to smile without my eyes. That's weird. Go ahead. I know, right? <laughs> Man, the things dead people can do. I know. Fuck. <laughs> and so Peggy said that after, you know, she was smiling at her, Dorothea would just pace along the wall on the, on the side of her bed and... Nope. And, you know, one of the interviewers was like, was she looking for something or, you know, what was she doing? Was did you try calling out for her? And, you know, she was just saying that she was Peggy was just wondering, like, you know, what are you doing in my bedroom and and stuff like that. And so um, watching watching these ghost hunters that visited the place, you know, they when they go in there. They all, especially in the death room, they all get like this choking feeling in their throats. And I was like, is that the poison? And so. Yes. And so I wish, I wish I got to finish the ghost adventures 
uh, episode. Uh, you know, I'm probably going to do it after this episode. I would, yes. <laughs> it's so good. And so, you know, the, the different reasons why, you know, Ghost Adventures and the investigators that won't be named uh you know they all (laughs) shall remain like he who must not be named um exactly (laughs) they think her spirit didn't move on because she wants to be in control of her victims you know even after death she wants to you know have that power over them and even watching the bits that i did with ghost adventures you know way to go zach and team you know hearing all these like you're dead and you know like these this oh, I know. ghost voice of her coming out i was you know i was shivering like you know i was starting to freak out because i would see like a reflection like shine in my room i'm like oh it was just a car it was just a car we're good welcome to my world (laughs) some of the research that i did you know here we go references it was wikipedia murderpedia and i read some of the deadly woman snippets um because i remember deadly woman was one of the one of the ones and and zach fucking baggins yes freaking ghost adventures and the investigation that shall not be named yes thanks investigation (laughs) who shall remain nameless ah that was good you did a really good job i i didn't know some of that and as you're talking about it some of it like the ghost adventures episode started coming back Mm -hmm. and i think in the ghost adventures episode the girl that you were talking about who used to see Dorothea in, in her room, they did like a police sketch drawing of who Yes, she saw yeah, they brought and put it side by side to a photo of Dorothea. In the yeah, in the Ghost Adventures one, they brought in they blindfolded them so they couldn't see where they were going in. And they had the guy that can connect with the spirits. And, mm-hmm. and it's a husband wife team, right? It, it's a husband wife team it, and and she was the one drawing, um, uh-huh. and so they're you know, the, so good. They're so good, and he he wasn't able to connect to Dorothea. He was he had a sense of her and was like, I, it seems like she wants to stay distant from me. She won't let me, you know. He said something along the lines of like, she won't let me in or she won't let me connect with her. You know, I yeah, and, and stuff like that. And he was able to. I guess see the house before renovations and stuff like that and so I was like this is intense so it's so intense and and I think like I said when they they picked up Dorothea on that connect it was like in like a a utility closet she was like standing because it was a tiny little figure like about her size Mm -hmm. and she was hiding from them I I don't know it's I wonder how that works. I mean, if you're somebody who is so adamant on staying at this location and you you don't want people to know your story, are you, can you hide in a closet as a ghost? I don't know. <laughs> Why not it's go crazy. on the ground where they can't see? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, didn't they actually want to... I think Wasley, uh, I can't remember his first name right now, but he went in the front yard and did an ovalist session where she actually buried the bodies, and he had some pretty intense things come over there as well. Really? Yes, yeah. So it, it was actually probably one of my favorite Ghost Adventures episodes, for sure. And, you know, my love-hate relationship with Zach, I, I love him as his haunted museum. Like, you know, I'd love to have one day. He's into true crime. And in his haunted museum, he has a whole true crime 
section, Heather. We're going to have to go. Yes, we're going to have to. Yes, I completely agree. I didn't know this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He has letters from serial killers. He I has, saw. Yeah, uh, it said that com- he had letters from uh, from Dorothea or something like I that. So. Yeah, I, like, I couldn't oh, remember gosh. for sure, but I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, he's got the, the Kevorkian van where the guy would kill people that wanted to die, but they didn't want to commit suicide. He has the what? van where Kevorkian used to kill, and it's in his museum. I mean, aside from all his amazing haunted stuff, mm-hmm. he has Ed Gaines' um, like cauldron that he used to like boil the skin in or something to make what? his like leather face. But I, it's fucking, he has shit from Charles Manson and John Wayne Gacy. Oh yeah. my goodness. That's going to have to be like a good vacation for us. It's it's in Vegas? Yes. Okay. Yes. And his tarot card reader is fucking amazing too. I don't know. I you know, I'd love to I I always say I hate Zach Baggins, but I fucking love him. I adore his life. He's a goddamn motherfucking genius <laughs> and he's the yin to my yang, I guess. He he believes in demons, I don't. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Heather, that was fun! That was great! Thank you, guys. Thank you, Kitsy, for having me. Yes, absolutely. This was fun. I, I, um... But if you guys enjoyed yourself, please check out Miss Murder. It's on all podcast apps everywhere. And if you're listening on the Miss Murder side of things, check out Oddity Files. It's me and my friend Nick, and we're having a blast. And we both love Bigfoot. So if you like Bigfoot, this is the place you want to be. So there you go. But Heather, weird is the new cool. Ghost on. Yay! We did it! We did it! Oddity Files is an independent production. Intro music created by DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah! 2020 artwork created by me, Kitsy Duncan. The opinions expressed in this podcast are ours and ours alone. Well, maybe yours too. If you like the show and would like to support us, visit oddityfiles.com and click on support or go to patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Every little bit helps with both the podcast and the TV show. You can also support us by watching Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. It's free to Prime members and dirt cheap to those who aren't. You can find us on all the social media sites at Oddity Files. Keep spreading the word by sharing, retweeting, and reposting. Join our Oddity Files Facebook group by searching Oddity Files Fan Group and click join. We'll approve you as soon as we can. All weirdos are welcome. Not into that social media stuff? Tell your coworkers, family, even the weird guy who just won't stop talking to you in line for coffee. Oh, and grandma, your grandma will love us. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if it weren't for you, we have no idea what we would do with our lives. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send it on in at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, send in story ideas, silly, weird memes, or just positive vibes to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. You can also call in and leave that in a voicemail. Call us at 
800-300-6699. To contact us about an appearance, reach out at kitsy at oddityfiles.com. When you have a sec, rate, review, and subscribe. We know it doesn't sound like much, but it really helps us get up there on the podcasting charts. And remember, kids, weird is the new cool. Ghost on. Um, why are you still here? Go on. Get out of here. Turn it off. It's done. Really? I swear, go. Get. Serious, I'm out of here.